0: you're listening to scary stories from camp roanoke this is the podcast where we tell each other true scary stories my name is katie wiggins i'm morgan Driscoll, the newly graduated
1: i'm morgan a mathematician Driscoll.
0: she is a mathematician y'all yes she's now part of the, an alumni network that will shoot her into the stars and beyond
1: if they think they're ever gonna get a single penny of my money they're not. I did a bit I don't I did a business transaction with them. They got enough money from me. I'm done. I yes. don't feel inspired by what they did for me in my four <laughs> years, so they are not getting and they have 30,000 plus students. They don't need that many contributions. No, no, no. no no they don't do anything with the money it goes to athletics
0: not with the cost of living in lubbock they they're fine no they're fine they just pretend like they're poor no no no. i'm done no no no. but yeah so she's graduated and not even a little (laughs) bit bitter about it no not at all me i've never been bitter my brother graduated so many people graduated everyone's graduated so congratulations to everyone and if you happen to graduate You made it, and we're so happy for you. And we are going to terrify the hell out of you as a reward. Yeah. Can I speak briefly on, well, obviously, we know from this podcast, I can't. (laughs) I watched an episode of Ghost Adventures. That I was really hoping was going to be really fun and scary. And it was the one where they're in his family and he was just like, yeah, there's a bunch of demons and the demons are terrifying and they burn Bibles and they tried to burn my house down and they spray painted 666 on all these everything. And this is Mm -hmm. the only episode ever, ever, where I've ever seen Zach Bagans be extremely skeptical. Really? It it was so fun to see. He was just like, so this doesn't look like you you just spray painted that <laughs> and he was like no and he was like mm-hmm. but there's spray paint so on your if, hands. <laughs> <so> <laughs> and he said he was like so if everything is is so horrible um how how are you able to stay and oh he was god. just like you know we we have faith in god and you know he oh, was Jesus. so nonchalant it, I, he was like the demonologist on most haunted so nonchalant about this shit going on and i was Good. like dude there's nothing like number one like i don't think a demon would come in and do 666 i think humans invented the connection between 666 and the devil so like yeah i don't think a devil would just like embrace it
1: just because like i don't Why know would, and where do they it, access spray paint from if anything they use blood or something yeah Everyone knows demons through. have access to blonde. <laughs> yeah. Well, I believe that more than access to a Spr- Home Depot to buy spray paint. Fair. You have fair, to be fair. of a certain age. Although, demons are pretty old. <laughs> they I'll give are. Them that. I'll they give are.
0: <laughs> anyway, I just thought it was really I'm glad funny. he was skeptical. Then they ended up doing an investigation. and I don't think they found anything. They kept walking around being like, do you even feel any, like, I How did they know. put it on
1: television? Well, I wouldn't I want to re- give
0: that person any airtime. I was impressed that they did because oftentimes I'll watch their show and be like, man, all this supposed crazy shit happens in these episodes. What happens if they go and just nothing happens? I was like, do they just throw out that episode? And it's like, no. Mm. They play it and it's very entertaining. Although, not scary. So, I... I Fair enough.
1: Uh,
0: give you the floor.
1: Okay. Um... I want to start with a recommendation. This has been out for a while, but I recently saw it. 1922. Have you heard of this? It, is, it a movie. is a
0: I think I've maybe seen the... Yes, I've heard of it. What is it?
1: It's based off of a novella, 1922, by Stephen King, which I've read. It's 1922. Yes. There's a farmer. He's got a wife and an older son. Mm-hmm. Basically the husband thinks that the only way to save his land is for him and his son to murder the wife. That And he convinces his son that this is it. And it pretty much goes crazy from there. And I, it, my watch was telling me that my heart rate was at a constant, like, 95 the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was very stressful. It was very good. They Ooh. did a great job. It's, like, the first time besides The Shining, that I think I've watched a Stephen King, like something, a movie based off of a Stephen King short story or novel Mm -hmm. that I've actually been, like, I feel how I do when I read his books. Because when you read it, you're, like, caught up in it and you feel really stressed and scared and anxious and just your mind is blown. And that's how I felt watching this. It was done really well. It's on Netflix. Yay! I'll totally watch that. It's really good. It's spooky. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. Also, a little Houston shout out. Um, the most newest thing there's a stand-up comedian Tig something I don't know what the last name is Tig Larson? I think so Tig Nataro? Yes yes, the stand-up comedian right? Is that I'm it? just yeah. saying names that I'm familiar oh, with. Oh, I think that's it. She did a stand-up comedy special for Netflix in the Heights. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Totally. Just repping Houston. But anyway now i'm gonna spook you are you ready to be mm-hmm. spooked yes yes i was looking for a new show to watch because i was watching me some rescue mediums and i was loving it but i wanted something new so i found portal to the unknown have you heard of this i'm i think i have please it's got continue. like a two minute intro sequence that is fully unnecessary and the whole time I just wondered why intros are necessary at all. It was that bad. It was just like like a horizontal line of moving different images of like Bigfoot and ghosts and shit. And then it went in the middle and it went away like a- it was like an old blockbuster. It was just bad. Did it have like a background that was like werewolves?
0: Science can't explain. Oh like, was oh there? Boy. I feel like I'm yeah. hearing like a male voice. That's it. Just felt like kind of
1: yeah, yeah. It was very 90s looking with the way the film was. Yes, yes. And they repeat a lot. And I started watching it, and I was like, "Wait, this is this just history? Am I going to get any ghost activity?" And there wasn't much ghost activity, so I had to do a little research after. Mm-hmm. But it was a good time. Okay. So, portal to the unknown. On Netflix. Entertaining. Give it a shot. Um, This is about the Donnelly family. Oh, okay. Canada. (gasps) This is apparently the largest massacre that they've had in Canada, and this happened in the 1800s. Wow. Okay. Which is kind of crazy to think that their biggest massacre, at least they were saying it was the biggest massacre. I'm sure there has to have been more. Mm, I don't know. The Canadians are peaceful people. They are peaceful people, but not with this. <laughs> not, not here. So, we're in the Lucan County, and there's a lot of Irish settlers coming in mm-hmm. in Canada. And there is this hundred-acre plot of farmland, and on the Roman line, there's a farmhouse and a bunch of land, and the Donnelly family decides to squat on this land. Apparently in the old days, squatting was acceptable if you were making the land suitable for farming. Okay. So it was okay that they were squatting, but they were in a land fight with Patrick Farrell because he also wanted that land. Mm Hmm. So they quarreled for a long time and then they went to court and they decided you're splitting it north and south. And then the reenactment is so funny. It's one man picking up a broken wagon in front of a building and then another man staring at him like greedily through a window. <laughs> it's like, they were split north and south. They were pissed. <laughs> oh, it was great. God. The reenactments were a lot, which is why I loved it. It was every scene and it was beautiful. So, since the split, there was a lot of vandalism threatening violence. and That seems to be a trend with the Donnelly family. But since this was in the 1800s, there's no like proof as to whether they were actually doing things or people were just talking crap about them, you know? Fair. Because this guy was like, "They vandalized my property," and you don't know if he's just being, you know, a liar. So there was a lot of that. The lion ferals. <laughs> I never trust a pharaoh. So one day, the the father of the family, James Donnelly, got fed up and he went to Patrick and he pretended like he was drunker than he was for some reason and they started fighting and then Patrick was like, no, I'm done fighting and James kept going and beat his head in until he died (gasps) and then he allegedly said, I should have done this five years ago, my children are going to be pleased when I'm in my grave that I did this so I feel like he's wrong (laughs) So, allegations are not, this guy doesn't seem like the the classiest of folk. This is like the Montagues and the Capulets. I'm so fascinated by this I rivalry. I know this. <laughs> Canadian rivalry. Ugh, and they're not
0: even Canadian. They're just yeah. Irish people. They're angry just on the land. Their land. Canada's fucking huge. Just take your wagon There's and go. There's 100 acres. Go somewhere else.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so... Well, I love it so far. Yeah. He killed him, and uh-huh. then he went in hiding in the woods, so right. people apparently wouldn't find him. And, um, he would show up occasionally to visit his wife, and when he did so, he would come out of the woods in drag. Oh my god, Morgan. He, How do I a- these I don't know! <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally opened the the show, and I was gonna watch it, and the first person I saw was by the name of Ambrose on Portal to the Unknown, and mm-hmm. I was like, this is the show. So I picked a different episode, and it was like, and he was in drag! And it was him and drag kissing his wife, and it was the funniest thing ever, that's, and I was like,
0: I, yeah. I, that's worth it to watch just for the recreation. Yeah, it was, it was great. So this drag queen comes stalking mm. out of the canadian woods occasionally and for some reason that it's not like suspicious that's, that's the that... stuff of legends already yeah
1: gay bigfoot <laughs> and i love it and for some reason it's not suspicious that a very burly woman comes out of the woods and kisses <laughs> this woman it's canada <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a lot of history so buckle down but the history is interesting so far to say got the least because this isn't even the beginning Okay. I mean technically it's the beginning. So what is it? <laughs> it's the end. Great. So <laughs> so he finally gave up, put him turned himself in, was found guilty of murder, obviously cuz he did it, and was sentenced to hang in September, and this was a couple months before that. Mm-hmm. And then his wife petitioned the government and somehow got his sentence extended to 7 years in a different jail. Mhm. So he's off in jail somewhere else, and he keeps getting these letters about the arson that's happening in the town where his family still is, and people are getting their homes vandalized, farms burned, and it seems like it's a lot of the Donnelly family's doing, that they're writing whoever wronged their family.
0: Damn, Donnellys.
1: Yeah. (sighs) Very public drama, anything that happened, cattle killed all that stuff, the Donnellys are blamed. But in the reenactment, they showed a man in his cell reading a letter while they were describing this, and he looked very pleased. So it seems like maybe the Donnellys did it, like they were trying to imply that. But the the historical people wanted to believe the Donnellys were good folk, so we'll give him that. So he actually, <laughs> he actually got out of prison. He was released in 1865, didn't get killed, somehow. And the minute he got out, the one person who testified against him had their entire property burned to the ground. Yeah. That'll happen. it sounds like the Donnellys can make stuff happen. The damn Donnellys. The damn Donnellys. I've got respect for the Donnellys.
0: Yeah. I like the cut of their jib. I like the way
1: they massacre a cow. (laughs) So, they describe this as clans start forming, Fights between Catholics and Protestants reform. It always comes back. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. So people get very pissed upon his return. That's why
0: we left England, assholes. I mean, Ireland. That's why we left those godforsaken places. Canada is New Ireland. It's New Maine.
1: That's true. How dare you? (laughs) So... In church one day, Father Connolly initiates this pact and he says during his sermon, if you guys sign my book, then you're agreeing to, if there is something stolen, we can search your house. Kind of like a an honor system. Like, you're in my church, you sign this book, you're pretty much promising that you're free of guilt and we can search your house. I, that feels
0: like... Why would he do that? Like, what does he get out of that situation other than allowing well, them to constantly search his house? If I'm not
1: mistaken, he probably hates the Donnellys,
0: <laughs> ah, and yes. the group the Connellys that Connellys
1: against the Donnellys. Connellys as well. v Donnellys. Damn. So he started this group that would be doing the searching called the Biddle Peace Society, and it was led by James Carroll the sheriff who hated the Donnellys, they said that he led it specifically because he hated the Donnellys so much. And it was ironic that it was a peace society because they weren't peaceful, they just wanted to bring peace to the town and that the Donnellys would be done with. So, that was the point of the group. Was to end the Donnellys. (laughs) So what you're describing is an angry mob. It's a vigilante mob, yeah. (laughs) So, They're not peaceful. They're burly, rude men. In 1880, at one in the morning, they stomped through the snow to the Donnelly house. The Peace Force burst into the house. <laughs> there was, um... The Peace <laughs> I was having trouble nailing down exactly how many kids they had. Someone said they had seven boys. I read that they had one girl... And a slew of boys. I don't know exactly how many a boys. A slew. A slew. Quite a few. I think that's technically seven. Hmm. No, I have no idea. That's just... I don't know. They had well, a lot of boys and well, one girl. Seven. <laughs> and most of them were there, and they had a guest visitor, O'Connor. This little kid who was visiting. And they break into the house, they bring everyone to the main room, except for O'Connor is hiding under a bed watching it all happen. And... Wait, and O'Connor is the He's just a visitor. This is just a kid visiting. Connolly was the priest? Oh my
0: god, their names!
1: Yeah, I had to. Connolly is the priest who
0: starts the Peace Brigade. Yeah, the Biddle
1: Peace Society. Right. And And then James
0: Carroll is is the one one who's like, I hate them just enough to lead this. Yeah. And then Donnelly is the family Mm -hmm. who's patriarch got their head bashed in and they're the ones that are theoretically causing all of the mayhem
1: their patriarch is the one who bashed someone else's head in ah but he got out of jail and so he's hanging out with them now they're just still mad at everyone because they're getting blamed for everything but it also seems like they're doing a lot so they're just kind of there wait so
0: it's the Donnelly patriarch that was in jail that had beat the other one's head in yes okay I was confused Sorry. Okay.
1: There's a lot of, I think his name was like, Connell Farrell. Yeah, he beat Farrell's head in. It's a right, lot. Right. 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 Okay. He. Okay. Okay. So, one a.m., they burst in, bring everyone in. It's the wife, the daughter, James, some sons, and O'Connor hiding under a bed watching. <laughs> some sons. When they and so
0: <laughs> this O'Connor kid is just a kid. That's just there. Yeah, for some he was reason. visiting
1: because he was gonna watch the horses the next day and they were teaching him how to watch the horses or something. So he was staying the night. <sighs> something like that. House visitor. Okay, so he was staying with the Donnellys yeah, Just for this one night, which turned out to be a very bad night to visit. Yeah. But he was hiding and they weren't seeing him. So right. everyone's in the one room and they start beating in James's head and they start fighting all the family members and the women of the family start fighting back. And they're, like, biting and punching and slapping, and they're doing what they can. Mm -hmm. But, and the show was so graphic, they said, but they still got their throat slit. So, women were murdered. James was stabbed and beaten to death. Everyone was murdered, except for O'Connor, who was just watching. And then the vigilante crew, led by James Carroll, officer James Carroll, who said, I am the warrant, when he walked in. They burn the property to the ground, mm-hmm. and O'Connor, after they leave, jumps out a window and runs away. So, they are dead. And then Every single decide, member of the family. Everyone that was there. And this was the part that was a bit unclear, because they said that um, the leader of the Donnelly family, which wasn't the father, but he looked the same age as James, so I don't know if it was a brother of James... There were more Donnellys that they needed to kill. (laughs) So they walked three miles. They opened the door of this other Donnelly's house. Whoever answers the door, they shoot. It wasn't the one they wanted to kill, but it was still a Donnelly. So they shoot him, and they leave. And then the one that they wanted to kill comes home. And the guy who got shot before he died was like, Hey, it was them. The vigilante crew did this shit. This sucks. And then, um... They knew who murdered him. And so a lot of Donnellys are dead. They start with the trials because everyone knows the vigilante crew did all these murders. O'Connor saw it happen. He's an eyewitness. Mm-hmm. But only one person got convicted. Only James Carroll got convicted. And apparently the jury had a rough time deciding because they didn't want to convict anyone because they hated the Donnelly so much. Ugh, that's and not they were a like, jury of your peers. They were like, they need to get somebody yeah. from out of town. He's never they heard do. of the Donnellys. They do. But they apparently wouldn't put anyone else up because they knew that they would get convicted too, so they just put James up. So there's a lot of unsettled business with justice being served for the Donnellys. Mm. Even though it does seem like the Donnellys weren't the you know, most PG-13 crew. So they were... They seem committing it committing all like they the were, crimes around. Yeah. They were just—they never they... really got convicted for theft or for arson or vandalism. But it seems like they were very good at covering their tracks. Like, are they just like a
0: little crime family, or do they I just have one son that's just like
1: rogue? Like, ha- well, it seems like they were a big operation. Okay, a little Canada mafia, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> <laughs> so. That all happened. It's a big deal in Canada. You can go see their tombstones. Oh, people this is leave... a big deal in Canada? Apparently. <laughs> I don't know Canada. I don't know. And apparently people go visit the tombstones. I've... Someone said that they had to request that the to- one of the family members, like the ancestors, had to request that the tombstone was taken out and replaced with an unmarked tombstone. Or something that didn't say murdered because people kept... Visiting and visiting the graves and kept taking pictures and being kind of rude and doing shit with the tombstones. Mm-hmm. But people apparently leave pennies on the tombstones of the Donnelly family. Yeah, because either I read that if you leave a penny on a tombstone, the family grants you a wish, which is horse crap. They would never. The Donnellys <laughs> would never. You're also, their ghosts—they can't the grant wishes. Area.
0: No. Not in this lifetime or the next.
1: Or if you owed them money. (laughs) If someone died and you owed them money and you put pennies on their tombstone before midnight, they took it as payment? I don't know. I believe People it. Excuse me. So. I believe Let's it. Let's get to the Donnelly hot I've had Hauntons. warm milk, so it's put me in a sleepy <laughs> it's bedtime. state. So it's. And I just threw a lot of history at you. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, hmm. History. Mm, Nap time. time. Um, yeah. Okay.
0: Uh-huh. Continue.
1: So that was. That was the late 1800s. Wait, so
0: this is the biggest massacre in Canada's history. That, that can't yeah. be true. That can't be true. Native Americans. That's, it's gotta be did the canadians not kill them as much as we did was that
1: not a big thing
0: i don't hashtag trending once again passed over that little book of history of canada and i still don't regret it
1: yeah i'm willing to believe that this is the biggest massacre that seems crazy but right it's like 15 people though not even yeah (laughs) So the main house is burned down. If you go there, you can still see the stones where the foundation for the house was. And I think that their barn is still intact. And there have been owners since. This was the late 1800s. And currently, people that live there are it's the Salt family. Mm-hmm. And they've been very open about their experiences there. Um, they moved in in 1988. They settled in a little bit and immediately called a priest and they said, excuse me, we need an exorcism on this house. And so the priest came and said, I can't do that, but I can bless it because you need to prove to me that it's really fucked up for me to do an exorcism. Yeah. Because that's a big deal. I need big people in the church coming in. And so he sat down with them, and they seemed very hesitant to say exactly why they felt like the house needed to be blessed. I don't know if they felt silly saying it, or they were too scared to say it out loud in the house, but the thing they said was that they felt like they were always being watched. Mm-hmm. Every time there were somewhere, they felt this evil presence staring at them. Okay. So he blessed the house. And it was okay for a while. They still live there. So it's not violent. They're just always very aware of the presence. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get into all the presence stuff. So. People have said... That when they hit the Roman line against the property, when they're driving, they see a hitchhiker dressed in old-timey garb, like a really long coat, something from the 1800s. Mm. And that when they turn around, or when they drive back to pick them up, they're always gone. Mm, I love a good missing hitchhiker. I or too. disappearing hitchhiker. And I feel like if anyone's trying to get off that property, it's probably that guy that got his head bashed in. He's probably like, I have no business being a ghost with these people. <laughs> Please get me out of here. That's what I think. That's my thought. Okay. Okay, and there are a lot of problems with horses on this property because the original barn is still intact. And the owner before the Salt family, so probably 60s, 1960, he told Salt that anytime he tried to lead a horse into the barn, he had to grab the face muzzle thing Mm -hmm. there's a term i didn't bother to learn it he had to grab the face thing and lead them in physically or they would run away and run into a different property they refuse to go in that's a that's a sign horses know what's up that's not nothing no and anytime he actually got them in they would not growl but do like a deep whinny and they'd pace yes okay which is odd and he said he had one horse who would run around like it was being chased but nothing was ever chasing it horses freak out and there's a there's a tall tale about a headless horse running around but I don't stop it that for <laughs> some reason that like really unsettles me yeah ooh, headless
0: horse i don't know why either oh i know why it unsettles me the fucking godfather cuz i saw that shit too young.
1: Oh. <laughs> and they seem like
0: kind of a mafia family they it's true the Irish mafia in Canada is just one family,
1: the Donalds.
0: The end.
1: Great. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> so So um the current owner, Mr. Salt, mm. he wrote a book about his experiences. Stop. Um you are never alone or something like that. By Mr. Salt. Be- <laughs> Hi, I'm Mr. Salt. Um, oh,
0: never alone.
1: <laughs> the only reviews of his books are it's pretty good. It's a short read. <laughs> and would they describe your book heavily as a short read? Can't be great. It's a short read. It's a short read.
0: It doesn't you know. take too much of your time.
1: You don't waste too much time. <laughs> so, Mr. Salt describes being asleep at night and waking up to the sound of footsteps going up and down the stairs. Yeah. And at this point, he's lived there a while. Nowadays, he just lets it happen. He wakes up, knows nobody's actually there, and goes back to sleep. Mm-hmm. So it seems like currently there's still a presence there, but they aren't getting a medium or any help to get rid of it. They seem cool with it. Okay. I Which never understand I, that. I don't either. <sighs> I think he has people visit and pay money to stay there, so I think it's oh, he Oh, it. God. But he didn't advertise it, it's not like an inn. He didn't say, "Come on over." I don't know. Well, maybe he's a poor businessman. He might be. (laughs) He plugged his book, though. You better believe. You betcha. (laughs) He's also heard banging of cabinet doors and doors when he's alone in the house. Oh, that's so scary. Yeah. Um, lights turn themselves on and off. There is a smoke detector in the house with no batteries that will go off
0: is doing enough
1: on me. <laughs> I have not yawned so much in so
0: long. This is so as I feel so Canada rude. I'm not bored. You. I'm not bored. I love you Canada. I'm just this is just astonishing.
1: I even f- forewent the nutmeg um well,
0: usually, to not make it as sleepy.
1: We're very heavily caffeinated by this point in the podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I am. I couldn't. Tummy was hurting. No coffee for Katie.
0: No coffee. I get it. More milk instead. And God, does it just knock you out. Okay.
1: I'm so (laughs) sorry. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Smoke detector in the house. No batteries in it. It goes off randomly. Okay. Put some batteries in it,
0: guys. What are you doing? (laughs) I guess. Yeah. Hey.
1: If there's anything I've learned from Sims, put batteries in your smoke detectors. Um... Their young son was sleeping in bed and woke up in the middle of the night to see, at the edge of his bed staring at him, a woman and two children in old-time white, lacy, like, nightgowns, just staring at him. Oh. And, um, one day when his wife, the Mrs. Salt, when uh-huh. she was doing laundry, she heard someone tell her, don't you know this is my home? Oh-ho-ho! Also, it's not even their home. It's just their property. It's a rebuilt home. Not even on the same land. But they were so proud of that land and that it was theirs. Don't you know this is my home? Fascinating. I'm so curious what the tone
0: might have been. I wonder if they were just like, maybe these people are just stupid.
1: Don't you know? (laughs) that this this is my house this isn't the, your house the reenactment of course was sinister <laughs> <laughs> one day the husband was asleep and he woke up to the sound of what was described as a firm masculine voice mm-hmm. outside of the bedroom mm-hmm. calling him by name three times mr salt mr, mr. salt <laughs> <laughs> okay which I would be I would be crapping my pants every day if I lived in this place and they were calling me by name three times yeah that's, that's shit, terrifying I wouldn't like it that's terrifying and this, this was one of the sons this was the, the husband he oh, had a, right, right. The son a husband was asleep
0: th- husband was asleep Okay.
1: yeah the only thing that the son saw was the ghost but that's probably the most terrifying thing <laughs> yeah because they never see them Okay. It's been rumored that the owner before them saw the husband and wife, or what they thought was the husband and wife, in black garments and some children, and they looked very severe and strict. But they haven't actually seen the family besides the son seeing it. Mm -hmm. And the freaking nail in the coffin for me would be one afternoon, the husband was taking a shower, and he saw the shadow of someone enter the room and then exit. Mm -hmm. And He assumed it was his wife or son, so he didn't say anything, but he brought it up after, and it was not them. No one came in the room. Mm. He freaked out. He tried recreating it, but they could not replicate it. I guess to see the shadow opaqueness, the heights, weights, you know, it didn't match up. A shadow coming in the shower? You mean, so- He was in the shower, and he saw, like, the outline of someone through the curtain, I guess. Okay, I see. And they could not replicate that. Ugh, that would be ugh. it for me. That's it for me. When the ghosts start coming in the bathroom, I'm out. Goodbye. Hello. Bye. I can't. And there was a thing that I thought was kind of silly from the previous owner, but then I thought about it and I relate. So, the previous owner <laughs> had this green flannel shirt, <laughs> <laughs> and it was in his closet hanging up, mm-hmm. and one day it was just gone. And it was gone for one and a half years. And then it showed up, folded, and neatly put back in his closet. To which I thought it was probably just his wife messing with him. But... I've but had shit like that happen to me. I, one day, in my house, which I had to sage a second time, as Katie knows, um, I was holding my favorite pair of tennis shoes. And I put one down. And I was going to put one on. And then... The one I put down, I could not find. And recently, I packed up the entire house, and I still could not find the other shoe. And I know that I had both of them in my hand in the house. And if it was anywhere, it's under the bed. No, it's not anywhere. I just have one of those shoes. What? Yeah, I do not have the other shoe. And that's why I was like, okay, maybe, maybe the green shirt thing is kind of viable, because cause my shoe is gone. <laughs> I, whenever I went to school
0: in Massachusetts and I lived in my dorm and outside of my dorm window was a cemetery Ugh. Um, I had this one sports bra that I would wear like every single day it was like my favorite sports bra and I always put it on the top of the shelf very easy to grab and then one day I opened it and it was just gone and I really cannot emphasize how tiny the dorm like that I lived in was like Mm -hmm. literally our hall was designed by a person that designs prison cells. Oh, so they optimize on space and, um, our room walls were on a diagonal. It was horrible, but there was just like, it was honestly probably like 10 feet by five feet. That was the cell block that I lived in. And it's like, (laughs) there's no place where my fucking bra Mm -mm. could have gone. Like, I did laundry. I looked and looked and looked. And then a few weeks later, I just opened my drawer and it was just right on top. (gasps) And I was like, what? Like, what?
1: That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. like,
0: why do they do that? Where do they
1: put it? What? Like, where does it fucking go? Where does it go? (laughs) Where's my shoe, Lubbock? Come on, (laughs) it was my favorite. (laughs) I don't. Stuff straight
0: up just disappears sometimes.
1: Oh my god. Also, I was cleaning out my closet where I had felt someone brush up against me when no one was there. Mm -hmm. And I was alone packing the house and there's a shelf at the top that I'm tall but I can't see it fully but I can, you know, sweep my hand and get everything. Uh And I got this thing that looked like a while ago when I saw the shoelace under my shoe, and it wasn't Mm -hmm. in any of my roommates or mine. It looked like that, but without an aglet. And I had this, like, freaked out feeling. I was spooked. I walked to the trash can, but I couldn't throw it away. I just put it on the side table. I was freaked out. And then I picked it up, and it was just a broken hair tie. But (laughs) I was so spooked.
0: (laughs) I think your hair is so thick that it probably just projectile broke a hair tie and it ended up in that shell. Definitely.
1: I don't know why. And I felt it and I was like, why did I think this was a shoelace? (laughs) Shoelaces don't feel like this. But anyway. Yeah. So. Spooky shit. The salt family. Salt family. Um, Bathroom is the last thing that just happened. Bathroom. And the green shirt. Oh, yeah. We found a year and a half later. Mm Mm-hmm. And Salt said that he lets people stay in the barn sometimes, which is, like, the only original building mm-hmm. on the property. And that when they stay in the barn, they hear steps in the, spra- in the straw approach them. Uh-huh. But nobody's ever there. And one man said that he felt pressure on his chest when he stayed there. And I think he was asleep, and then he woke up, but his eyes were still kind of, eh, And he felt like someone was, like, sitting on him or something. Mm-hmm. And other people have experienced the pressure on their chest before when they're visiting.
0: Hmm.
1: Which is odd. And they brought in a psychic, they brought in a couple psychics, but no mediums that would actually help anyone move on. And they've come in contact with the lone female child. They've come in contact with the mother and father, or they've seen the mother and father. And lastly, not probably relevant or real, but something I thought that was hilarious for this show to include and reenact, apparently there's a tale of when the Irish first came into this area, they were, like, running out a slave, just kicking her off of the property, and she cursed the that land, like, on the Roman line. And they said that the Donnellys were doomed to be murdered because this slave cursed the land. And the reenactment was intense. But I don't... How would... How would they know that? Why would that happen? I'm not buying it.
0: There, everyone's acting as if like land in Canada at this time was like so difficult to get well, a hold everywhere. of. It's, it's not Panama. It's Canada. Canada. <laughs> it literally has so much land. <laughs> or like, go to
1: Maine. There's still nobody there.
0: There's still plots of land you yeah. could probably just decide to occupy. Just take it. <laughs> Squatters' rights and wars in Canada. Come on. You have
1: abundance
0: there. Let's be real.
1: Come on, Donnellys. Spread out.
0: (laughs) Damn. So the Donnelly family are still hanging around the salts.
1: Yeah. Seems like the kids don't know how to move on. Maybe they were just caught up in this whirlwind of violence and craziness, and that the parents are just not leaving their land. Because probably that Patrick guy that they killed is still there, and they want to maintain their side of the property, so they might just be in a constant ghost turf battle. Oh, God, that's just such a waste. Yeah. Anyway. silly. But yeah, that's uh, the Donnelly family. Apparently a big deal in Canada.
0: (laughs) That remains to be seen. I don't know any Canadians. Maybe I'll look into it one day. Probably not. So I have a listener story for you. (laughs) Mmm! What, 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 what? It goes like this. I'm so Hi, guys. So I'm obsessed with the paranormal and true crime. So finding your podcast about scary stories was awesome. I have a story to add to the mix. I've shared this story on my blog, but I figured y'all would like it. Let me start by saying that I grew up in a haunted house. Everyone says that. I know, but I'm serious. No, no. Everybody doesn't say that. Mm -mm. Not a lot of people will say that. (laughs) My childhood home was haunted by a ghost of a man, a soldier, actually, who committed suicide. He actually committed suicide next door in the house that he actually lived in. But the bullet that killed him went through his window and hit my house and was never recovered. So my mother and I believe that his spirit followed the bullet and transferred from his house to my house. So that's the backstory. There are a lot of things that I that happened that I remember that are creepy as fuck. For starters, at night, when I was younger, I would remember seeing a shadow man standing in the doorway of my mom's bedroom. He would completely block her doorway, and every time I saw him, I felt scared. I saw him so often that I trained myself not to look at my mom's doorway at night if I had to leave my room. I still did that up to when I moved out it was literally ingrained into me that if i didn't avoid looking at my mom's room i would get scared and see a shadow man so i avoided it
1: did she tell her mom i don't know Mm.
0: now i've only been touched by something once and that was when i was younger too i had a bad dream and ran to my mom's room to finish sleeping the night with her typical kid stuff right well me getting into bed woke my mom up so she got out of bed to go use the bathroom She crossed the foot of the bed and went into the bathroom. As she went into the bathroom, I felt a hand reach up from the foot of my bed, grab my ankle, and pull me down a little.
1: (gasps) Oh, 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 no, no, no.
0: A fucking ghost pulled me down the bed, enough for me to freak, at least. And when I talked to my mom after it happened, she said that it wasn't her. No, she said that it was her. She said that it was her. But it couldn't have been her because she was in the bathroom, and my little child brain knew that, but I let it go anyways. I what slept mother, in the bed.
1: What mother, if the kid had a nightmare and comes to you for consolance, you go, and you grab their foot? No. No, no, no. I slept in the bed. My mother let me sleep in the
0: bed after a ghost pulled me. I talked to her about it recently, and she said that she only told me that it was her because she was tired and wanted to go to oh. sleep. Me as the mom. I love it. I think that speaks to motherhood. Yeah. She was tired enough that she would rather sleep in a room with a ghost that physically touched me, pulled me down, because she didn't feel like doing anything about that. Mm. That's fair. Girl, you got some things you got to talk out with your mom. I'm sensing some bitterness. (laughs) I'm getting sidetracked. Back to the ghosts. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> Through my time living there, things were moved, voices were heard, and presences were felt. That was about it. Typical haunting shit. No more touching, nothing aggressive, just little things. I mean, after I got out of the shower once, I saw the word die written in the steam in the mirror. I thought it was my mom trying to scare me, but no. Why would you it. assume? Great.
1: What kind of woman Her is your Her mom is
0: obviously a playful scamp. She's a
1: prankster. <laughs> Okay. hair dye ah
0: no spelled d-i-e to D- touch, I- e.
1: yeah. touch up your roots
0: not with a y Makes sense. now the real <laughs> scary shit happened while i was in high school oh, doesn't it always
1: that i was scary having enough
0: <laughs> i was having a nightmare i believe and i could feel myself being pulled back into my body like a rope was tied around my subconscious and someone was pulling me back into the waking world as soon as I was fully aware, I had that feeling that someone was in my room with me. Oh, it's a horrible, horrible feeling. Oh, it's so bad. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I wasn't facing my door. I wasn't Good. facing my door. Good. fear have- was locking my muscles down. My eyes opened and I could see my bedroom wall, and I was aware enough to pretend that I was asleep. I didn't want the intruder to know I was awake. Oh, God, it's such a scary feeling. A
1: scary feeling.
0: <laughs> I was under the assumption that an intruder killed my mom, my dog, and was going to kill me. Oh. I kept telling myself to turn around to see the intruder. If I was going down, I was going to see it coming. So I built up the courage and turned around and saw a shadow man standing close to my bed. His hand was reaching towards my face.
1: Jesus he looked dex. up. No.
0: His eyes met mine and he straightened up. He turned around and walked into my living room, disappearing into the darkness. I know what you're going to slay. say, Joe. Sleep paralysis. Bullshit, she says. <laughs> This you was could turn not, around. Sh- this was not sleep paralysis because I saw the figure after I turned around. I couldn't have been half asleep either because I was so scared I was fully awake. This was a face-to-face encounter with a ghost in my house, in my fucking room. Ugh, she mm-hmm. writes. <laughs> so that's my story of a haunting at my place. Completely true and honestly terrifying to me. That is from our dear lady Jo. Jo, does your mother still live there? I wonder. I wonder. Does a green. Yellow... I don't know. Uh, I don't know. And that sounds very, very, That's very scary. terrifying.
1: That's. I'm not a fan of that.
0: <laughs> I'm also, a I'm a huge fan, fan of that. <laughs> If you guys have a scary story you want to contribute, like our darling Joe, send it to us at letters to camp at gmail.com. Also, while you're at it, hit us with a review and a subscription. You A rating as well. And subscribe. If you feel inclined. Well. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke. We love you. We appreciate you. And we, we love have to merch. Scare you. And we have. Mer- Church at redbubble.com. We love to scare you, and if you have any suggestions on scary stuff you want us to talk about, please feel free to email those as well. I think we are finished here at camp. We'll turn down the lanterns and put out the campfire. Y'all have a spooky night. Film across the street a haunted thing.